Hello, it is I, Ronald, and we are back with another episode of the Arama Japan podcast. We are covering the month of March 2020, and today I have two guests. Well, one is like more like a regular fixture, um, which will be Hannah. Hey! Hi, everyone. This is Hannah reporting for New York City. It is week three of the quarantine. Hope everyone is doing well. Literally the eye of the storm. She lives like in Times Square. (laughs) She has a home in Times Square. Like she lives in an apartment building. She's not like homeless, just to clarify. And then we have a special guest, a returning guest. Ooh. Oh, is this where I introduce myself? Sorry. <laughs> where you introduce yourself. Hey, gang. This is this is Patrick St. Michelle in Tokyo, where we are hours away from our own state of emergency over all this. Oh, is it actually happening now? Yeah, it's been reported. So uh, the Prime Minister Shinzo Abe will make an announcement about it either sometime tonight or tomorrow at the latest. Um, and what that actually means, we will have to remain, we like, will remain to be seen because all it is, is just like, okay, that means you can be extra, like you can apply extra pressure to urge people to stay indoors, but there's still no like punishments or anything. Hmm. So Hannah, I don't know if you know this, but I discovered something yesterday when I was, um, just like, you know, because I'm completely nocturnal again, which means I wake up at four o'clock in the afternoon now and I go to sleep at like noon or like 10 so in the Japan morning. So Japan time. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I've been nocturnal for like a for like a long time, but then like I started like working another job. And so I was just like, okay, I get up at six o'clock every morning. And like, but now that I don't have to do that, it's kind of just like. Out the window. I can go on my iPhone do my work on that whenever but um but yeah the governor of tokyo what's her name again uh yuriko koike yeah i discovered that she speaks english yesterday last night Mm -hmm. she's making english messages on youtube to like the english-speaking citizens of just like what's going on Mm -hmm. and then i also found out that she speaks arabic because her father was just like we need to su- we need to supply oil to japan and we can do that by befriending middle eastern countries so you're gonna learn arabic so you can help that <laughs> and, and then i found out something even more interesting about her father her father was a supporter of yukio mishima's private army so this i didn't know that's a total like <laughs> That's a, like, mind this is twister. so on brand, though. <laughs> Governor of Tokyo's father was a supporter of Mishima's private army. Wow. And for I'm telling reason, you, he's, he's very influential in the worst of ways. <laughs> because there's, like, two different, like, visions of him. There's, like, the, like, ultra right-wing version and there's like the vision of just like oh he's this gay writer but um going into the main topic of this month would be the novel coronavirus COVID-19 which I feel like I write that like at least once a day now when I make a post because something's always happening so um 
what has been happening. It seems like most things are just continuing on, except for like some concerts, some live events were canceled last month, which we covered. But then they seem to be starting up. Some are starting up. Some are still on hiatus. What's going on? You mean here in Japan, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, um, I would say at this moment, the majority of things are still canceled. Uh, what were like over the weekend, a few new developments included uh, Amyun announced that her upcoming nationwide tour is going to be postponed for the time being. And I mean, the biggest thing that's happened in the past week, especially in Tokyo, is like all of the clubs which were kind of operating for most of March and like sort of in late March, you could see photos on social media of people like, like big lines of people trying to go to shows for like uh, Western artists who were stopping by. So like, like the Jamie X show that happened. Yeah. The Jamie XX one was the big one at contact in Shibuya. And immediately after that, I think uh, the club community sort of, like did a complete pivot away from that and we're kind of like oh what are we doing this doesn't look good so now you're seeing the majority of live houses and clubs especially in tokyo they're taking a break at least for half of april if not the entire month so overall i find the entertainment industry is still kind of kind of not non-existent but the sort of live entertainment element is still really really quiet and most people don't know when it's going to start up again. Mm. Because there was also that whole thing of like the Save Our Space campaign. Yes. So the Save Our Space campaign kind of came up around the same time. The clubs were sort of realizing that, you know, they had to close at least temporarily. Um, there were also a few cases in Tokyo of live houses and clubs uh, having reported or they had performers there who later tested positive for COVID-19. So mm-hmm. that accelerated things drastically, as you'd imagine. So the club community and the live scene community started the Save Our Space initiative, which is sort of it wants to pressure the government to provide financial support for live houses and other venues that support live music uh, across the country at a time when, yeah, they're basically going to have to shut down for an extended period of time. And that's going to put a lot of them in jeopardy of shutting down permanently, just because a lot of them are, yeah, kind of living on the margins already. So, and, uh, kind I mean, and it's gotten a lot of attention in Japan, like, you know, there's so many, like, change.org petitions all the time, even for music-related things, but this one's been on the mainstream news, you know, nightly news shows have covered it, like, the internet is talking about it, uh, yeah. pretty, like, people who don't care about music <laughs> are talking about it. And yeah, it's the Tokyo government announced they're going to try to at least provide some support for, in their words, clubs and other like nightlife uh, venues, though a lot of details on that one are still unclear. So, but there has been a lot of action on that front in sort of making sure that the live scene here in Tokyo can carry on uh during all of this this pandemic because it's going to take a big it's going to take a big toll on the live community here 
So I remember seeing like they were trying to get to 75,000 signatures and they were trying to get to 100 and they were trying to get to 200 and then they cracked 300 mm-hmm. and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And like I I like went and I posted about it on on the site and then like I tweeted about it and I said to like basically like the international fans just like, hey, your new fave and your fave has been need places to perform at mm-hmm. because like places like Budokan and Saitama Super Arena, they're not being affected by this as much, really, as far as just, like, they're not going to exist anymore. But a place that, like, a smaller act and a place that, like, an act that is, like, long over the hill that, like, has, like, a couple hundred people that still want to see them, those are the acts that are going to be affected by this and the venues that they play at. Exactly, yeah. And that's why you're seeing... If you look into, and I, you mentioned this on the site, like the range of people who are actually supporting it, signing it, and promoting it, like it does range from like big, big J-pop acts to, you know, like smaller just club artists. So it's attracted like it's nice variety, which, yeah, has been very important in spreading it to as many people as possible. Spreading it to as many people like, as possible is not the best terminology right now, but you get it. <laughs> I remember, like, the one time I went on there and checked to see what was going on, they said, like, the top thing was, like, Kodakumi was, like, I signed this. Right, but then yeah. looking at who else signed it, I'm just, like, random people, like, Kayama Yuzo. <laughs> right, yeah. Who's, like, 80-something. And I'm just, like, oh, like, he's signing this, too. Like, this is, like, a thing that needs to be supported. Mm-hmm. But um, there have been... There was actually something last week that happened that people were very, like, shocked by because, like, basically, earlier last month, it was at the end of February, beginning of March, I can't figure out which one at this point, Avex was just like, hey, watch these old concerts on YouTube. Stay home. Because we're not going to have anything new for a while. And in fact, I feel like that's true of a lot of different labels. Because I see Lantis doing that, I see AKB doing that, I see, like, every single every single um, major label that I follow seems to all be uploading things. Even Johnny's has become a lot more lax about takedowns. Johnny's is actually the one that I was going to go into because they basically upstaged everybody by basically saying, hey, we're going to make a full-on coronavirus concert series. Watch it live mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I was just like, well, that's that's really taking a step into now yeah and like beat the other labels like they beat pretty much everybody else by like doing that because i know there's other acts that were charging like admission like i um like sarah did that and also bad hop they charged people to watch their lives that were going to be in venues but empty but then they yeah like, like hey, akb48 was also doing the free lives too i feel like a lot of the idol acts have been ahead of the curve i mean they usually are when it comes to like entertainment stuff but i feel like this is the first time where you see like the untouchables actually getting involved so by the untouchables i mean like ldh and johnny's usually never participate in any of these but they're here right now and they are doing those like free lives like i just saw an e-girls like empty stage live the mm. other day, and I was like, wow, this is very new. 
do you think that even like after everything is done that like there'll be more people who are just like why do we need an audience let's just do this for free online like could that be more of a thing you think or no I mean, that is the big question that I've been like, that's been in the back of my head about all of this for the Japanese music industry is how much of these shifts temporarily for like, you know, we can't have live events, so we have to go online. It's the only way to stay in touch with our fans and our customers. I'm curious how much of that actually will stick around when this eventually ends sometime in the future. And I don't, I, I what I'm hoping, this is the most optimistic look at it, um, is there's always going to be, they're always going to want to get as many people into the venue as possible just to maximize their profits for these kinds of shows. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, like, if we have a choice between having no audience and an audience, you know, we could try no audience. But I do hope that all of this that they see how successful this has been so far, whether it's the Johnny's COVID-19, let's wash our hands together, jamborees, <laughs> or just like, even a band like Suck on Auction, just uploading old concerts, and then it blows up on Twitter, and that's all anyone's talking about for a night, because they have nothing else to do. Uh, I hope that it instills this idea of wanting to innovate and try new things again, because that's really what I've been seeing with all of this, is it's J-pop artists both major labels and indie being like okay we have to be creative now in how we distribute our work how we connect with our fans again we can't rely on the old methods whether those are handshake events or concerts and i hope that this makes people sort of explore new ways of elevating the live experience whether that's more like digital ticketing live streams or as we're seeing most recently, and we can maybe talk about this, just seeing artists also do non-musical things to keep people entertained. And just like, yeah, just finding new ways to cultivate or like connect with their fan base and keep them engaged. Are you talking about like Instagram Lives? Instagram Lives, uh, the one I watched last week was members of Momoyiro Clover Z were playing video games on YouTube and like, I forget which member it was, but one of them was playing Crash Bandicoot very poorly, and it was very <laughs> captivating. Like, it ruled. So, just stuff like that. Um, the biggest example, most recently in Japan, has been uh, Naomi Watanabe. She's been doing the, on the weekends, uh, which the Koike, the governor of Tokyo, she's been, like, urging people in Tokyo not to go out on the weekends. That's kind of the soft lockdown we're experiencing in Japan. So to promote the idea of staying in, uh, the talent, Naomi Watanabe, has done YouTube live streams every Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday night, where she basically eats dinner and communicates with her fans over the YouTube live stream. And the latest one she did on Saturday night, uh, Hoshino Gen was the guest via laptop screen. So it was just Whoa. like, God. Yeah, I, I, have, recommend okay. checking this out. I have had that, that Ishoni in my head for like the this whole weekend because like I go on Instagram and like it seems like everybody, like every random celebrity is like, I want to make my own version of the song too. And it's just like, Ishoni, I'm like, God, make it stop. 
but they can't because they're stuck at home. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good example. That's another good sign of the innovation I'm talking about is what Hoshino Gen's been doing as well, getting people to just like share their own version of a song. And yeah, I'm just curious if that sort of creativity can carry on. So with you two guys based in New York, I'm curious, you're like consumption for lack of a better word of like Japanese entertainment right now do you think it's increased because of this like because there's more out there like what's your diet of this stuff right now I feel like my perspective is going to be very different from Ronald's so I'll let Ronald go ahead first well I would say how is it like how is it increased I would definitely say it's increased because, like, I have, like, a lot more spare time. Like, basically, like, instead of, like, getting up in the morning, commuting to work, going to work, being at work, doing that, like, occasionally, like, posting on social media while at work while nothing's going on and then coming back and then do it. It's kind of just, like, now it's kind of just, like, I get on my iPad and send a few emails and do a few phone calls during the day, and that's basically it. So it's just, like, I've been just, like... I've been just, like, spending more time on social media, like, looking at random things, like, discovering random things, like, the whole thing about the Mishima army, which is actually, I want to make a point about Mishima, too, because for some reason, <laughs> like, for some reason, a few people I know have been posting a lot about him recently, like, um, for example, Hannah, when you met, like, Bocce that you met back in New Year's, on New Year's Day, like, mm -hmm. he read... He read like a whole book in one day the other day. He read, yeah, because like, he's probably also on lockdown. Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> been locked down in Venezuela, and he's just like, I read the whole book in a day. And then like, um, Langley in Japan, he's in um, I think he's in Mie Prefecture. He's like an English teacher, and we talk on Twitter, and he's just like. He went to go see the documentary about the debate the other day. And, like, he's just been, like, doing a lot of reading about him, too. And then, like, I was sitting on my couch the other day just, like, watching TV. And I just, like, set his name into my remote. And then there's, like, random movies for free that he started in the 60s that are just, like, on TV. <laughs> like, streaming for free. And I'm like, what? Nationalism so is that's a lot more popular in times of crisis. <laughs> And then the, See, I thought the, most people um, were just watching Tiger King. I didn't realize there was a whole <laughs> going on. I can't watch Tiger King. It like the whole idea of just like watching just like trailer trash doesn't appeal to me. It's like I just imagine just like it's just seeing people that watch stuff like Honey Boo Boo. Like, sorry, that doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to see people mix spaghetti and ketchup and butter and like say ooh. Like, that's not my thing. Sorry. I just don't, it's just like, I just don't, I just don't go towards the trash. That's why the whole, like, Tiger King kind of, like, it kind of skied me out. I don't even want to, like, oh, God, no. You just but, um, I definitely say, instead. That's incredible. Yeah. And then, um, and then that bookstore I go to, and, um, in the city, um, I sent you the post by the woman that works there, and it was just like, mm -hmm. and you were just, like, not happy about that post. I mean, she Anna. was basically like, oh, his patriotism is so good. I love his optimism about Japan. And I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> that, that's, that's wonderful. 
Yes, I, as a Korean, love posts that glorify the greater East Asian co, what is it, like co-prosperity sphere or whatever the hell mm-hmm. they called their imperial empire back in the day. That's yeah. just great. She was just like, she's like, I don't know if I'm pessimistically Japanese or optimistically Japanese, but I love Mishima. And I'm just like, this is like telling an Indian person that you love colonial Britain. (laughs) Um, She's nice. She's a nice person, but we're going to go back. Um, Yeah. I mean, she's naive. I mean, like, when you were talking about, like, the content, like, if I've been, like, consuming more or less of it, I said, like, that's just, like, something I, like, randomly noticed for the past few days. It's kind of just, like, why are, like, so many random people that, like, I deal with posting about Mishima? That's random. Um, All at the same time. Like, within, like, days of each other. But then as far as just, like, other things, too, it's, like, yeah, I have more time to, like, go on Twitter and more time to go on Mm -hmm. Instagram, more time to, like, look and just, like, you know, like, look at things, research things, listen to things that, like, I plan to listen to but never listen to. Like, I've had more time to consume. So, I guess that's, like, how it's been better for me, in a way. Like, I was almost, like, kind of tempted to, like, buy a Switch the other day so I could play Wait, Animal really? Crossing. Then I, oh but then I was just... But then here's the thing, though. I was just like, if this thing blows over in a month or two, I'm never going to use that thing again. So I was just like, I decided to rule against it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea because it's actually impossible to get a Switch right now. Mm-hmm. All Switches are are literally selling at a premium. So <laughs> it's a good I thing. Think I, could, I think I could just like call my brother because I think he has like two or three. Wait, are oh. you serious? He hoarded the switches. <laughs> no, so he's the like, reason. I know that he has like two for sure. So I'm just like, mm, I don't know. But then I was just like, I'm never going to play this again. Like after like this is over. You don't know that. You can be pulled into the world of Animal Crossing and never want to come out. <laughs> oh, like God. I am right now. <laughs> See, what's your approach to all of this, Hannah? You said it was a lot different than Ronald's, so I want to hear it. I feel like, on one hand, I definitely agree. There's, I think the reason why so many people are just posting about random things right now, whether it be Animal Crossing or Mishima, is just the fact that something like 50% of the entire world is now under lockdown. Mm. Of some shape, of some way, shape, or form, everyone is under lockdown right now. And so it makes sense that they would um, they would necessarily have the time to do things like, you know, read Mishima, play tons of Animal Crossing that they probably should not be playing this much, like me. <laughs> <laughs> or like watching tons and tons of anime or just doing all these things that they wanted to do but never got the time to do. So there's definitely that. But... I would also argue, though, that my experience of it is different because a lot of the people that I attend a lot of, like, these concerts with happen to be the type of people who would literally pay a kidney to go to Japan for, like, a Love Live concert, which they all did. 
in January. And I was just like, oh my God, you guys are so responsible. But deep inside my heart, I wanted to do the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like everyone is just crying about how many United credits they have. And like <laughs> how they want to use it, but they're pretty sure they're not going to be able to use it until next year. So mm. half of me is super excited that I get to watch all these things because anime and idol groups tend to be very ahead of the curve when it comes to like they want to stream everything on concerts. So way, way back in February, every idol group besides the the big tier Johnny's LDH ones was literally streaming everything on YouTube for free. Mm. Um Every anime group was like, let's have a virtual event. I will do what's known as a virtual sign kai with like all of my fans and talk to you one on one and stuff. And even now, like NMB is doing phone call events. So people from France are literally buying like 20 NMB CDs being like, let me get the one person I want. Like phone calls instead of handshakes. Phone calls and also what's known as sign kais, right? Where you get entered into a lottery and then like it kind of, you kind of get signed up for, um, for like, you know, oh, hey, like you get a 10 second slot to talk to this person virtually and that kind of stuff. Or I have people like Milan literally running down the stairs talking to someone in, English and she replying back in very broken, like Chinese accented English, being like, I remember you from January. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, half of They're my doing Zoom is that. meetings now. Idols are doing Zoom meetings. Yes. With fans, basically. Yes. They are actually doing Zoom meetings. And by the way, some of these prices are atrocious. I don't how remember much? exactly how much the Chinese ones were, but like, it was something like 50 bucks. And I'm like, how are they affording this? Oh, my God. But speaking of, like, Chinese idols, like, I actually did watch an episode of that one show that everyone was talking about. Oh, Youth With You or whatever? I watched one episode, and I was just like, okay. It's like a worse version of Produce 101. I was going to say, I'd never heard of this. I missed this. So it's a worse version of Produce 101. Okay. So, so, the so there is an the, entire backstory. It's stuck in England, officially. Yeah, it is. It is. All the producers are actually subtitled in English, officially. Now, oh. here's what I mean by it is, there's like a secret backstory to everything, right? Back when SNH48 was created, AKS and... um. SD, the parent company of the Chinese 48 group, basically realized that if the China-Japan relationship went south at any point in time, or the Chinese government decided to like frown upon relationships that were too close to other company, other countries, particularly Japan, they needed a back at like get out of jail free quick card like immediately and so apparently the divorce wasn't actually a divorce but it was like a stage divorce and so after three months the divorce became like a not divorce but they never announced it and so youth with you like what is it it's like the abbreviation is qcyn 
it translates to like youth with you or something, some very awkward English translation. But the reason why everyone is watching it now is first off, everyone has a ton of time. And second of all, it's supposed to be the grand showdown between AKB, SH48, and SNH48. So it's like a divorce that's kind of fake, but not really. And now they're having like this fight on air and like Tencent has apparently rigged the entire thing. So there's this entire backstory that makes it a completely more interesting than if you just watched the show. So it is like Protus 101. It's all just fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every single one of these is fake, right? Same thing for like when I watched Produce 101 Japan and I saw the ending results, I'm like, yeah, I could have totally told you those results from the beginning. And then you have Lisa from Blackpink yelling at people because she's a judge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like them doing like the notorious and net edits where like they make something look like it happened, but it didn't really happen, but it did happen. So yeah, it's it's basically Produce 101, but in Chinese. <laughs> it kind of hurts my mind sometimes because someone will say something in English and then like someone else will say something in Thai. And then someone else will say something in Mandarin, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is a lot going on. Yes. It's a lot going on. That is China for you. <laughs> well, added to the to-watch pile, thank you very much. I would say, like, the clips that people share online are probably a lot more interesting. And, like, my own personal opinion is that Chinese idols, particularly in the female space, tend to be a lot more interesting if you just listen to the music. Because the music is decent, even though they're mixing is a lot to be... Hmm? Because I, um, I one episode I watched, like, there was, like, two girls that did, like, a Mandarin version of um, Heavy Rotation, and I was just like, okay. But then, like, the Flower song or whatever that the girls after them did, I was like, this is actually good. Yeah, like a lot of their songs are actually, I would say, they produce so many songs. Like, you just have a billion people and say that the same percentage of them want to go into the entertainment as any other country, you're still going to end up with millions of people, right? Mm -hmm. And so just by a sheer numbers aspect, they're, they're just going to have a lot more people and a lot... And even if the same percentage of them are still talented, the absolute number of those talented people is still going to be way higher than most other countries. Hmm. But um, continuing in the same vein, there was a debut single that came out in March that actually, I was very surprised by it as far as a sales aspect. Hannah, what did you think of JL1's Mugen Die, because I know you talked about not liking the song, and then like a couple days later it came out and it actually sold like I think it did like 250 the first day. Yeah. And then like over 300,000 that week. So, like, what do you think? Like, this, do you think this is like a one time thing? Do you think they can sustain this? Do you think that, like, what do you think of their like position now? I think there was always a very strong appetite for a Japanese K-pop group. I didn't like 
their first single as much as I thought I would have, if only because I was just like, this sounds like every K-pop song when it's yeah. sung in Japanese, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted something closer to like the more recent Johnny stuff or even like the Tokyo Seven Sisters stuff. And I was just like, hmm, maybe, maybe next single. But I'm pretty excited because I actually do think that JO1 doing so well is part of the reason why Johnny's was so much faster to act. Mm-hmm. And like, like they're going to be do... on Hey Hey You in a few days too. Yeah. So it's I just actually like they are getting they're nice super strong. They're going to be like very, very strong. And if any of the other producers, including the Chinese ones, are anything to go by, like, their trajectory is pretty astronomical. So, and I think Johnny's is very aware of that. And they're also very aware of the fact that the Olympics getting postponed means they cannot do their big fancy Arashi goodbye concert that they wanted to do. Right. AKA the the opening ceremony. (laughs) Yeah. Not just the opening ceremony, though. They were supposed to repurpose the entire stadium, I think. Right. Like, they want, all the Arashi fans are like, oh my god, like, we're supposed to be the main ones that use the Olympic Stadium as our holy ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they're just like, oh, we're going to be the first one to, to like, you know, we're going to be the first ones to, like, sing in the new stadium, blah, 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 blah. So, I'm pretty sure all of that is completely out the window now. They got to do it at Kohaku, though. They got to stand in the empty stadium and sing. So, <laughs> hey, that counts. They can put that as the historical little check mark. But, like, I do wonder, though, like, all those, like, like for example, like, Kite, the Yunezu Kinshi song that they worked on. Like, do they just carry that over into next year now? First off, I completely forgot the Olympics were postponed because things have changed so much in the two weeks since that happened. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me. Um, but I, I, I had like a little like thing of like topics to talk about and I was just like, I completely forgot to include that as well. Right. Well, cause yeah, everyone's, well, cause right. It's not the most urgent thing anymore, but you, it has raised a ton of questions, um, both on a level of like, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, does art, like, what does Arashi do now? Do they like try to hang on a little more? How are they going to play this? Or like, I saw on Twitter, I forget who, but somebody was like, does this just mean Paprika is going to be played for a whole nother year now? Like, Oh my god. That was kind of NHK's like 2020 song. But now it's like, well, 2020 doesn't count because now it's 2021. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And then if you go down like to a more infrastructural level, like this completely throws concerts into chaos. Like what venues will be open in the next year? Like what happens over this summer? If things like, if the situation improves by like July or August, like what can be done to make up for all these empty Olympic arenas? And just like, it's, I can, like, talking with people in the music industry, a few people I know, like, everything is just question marks now because of not just the pandemic, but the Olympics moving has just completely destroyed, like, what people were scheduling. And it just, like, it's almost like, a, at least for the entertainment industry, it's like a fresh start again. So, yeah, I think 
we're never going to know what, yeah, what was originally planned, because I think everything's really going to change by the time we actually get to Tokyo 2021. I feel like you were- on the note of scheduling, like, things are going to definitely change. Within oh, the next year. Yeah. Just like your note about like, oh, everything's going to be rescheduled. Well, TIFF was supposed to be in the summer. Next year, I guess not. <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, you... was supposed to be in the summer. No. <laughs> well, or even the music festivals, they all changed their schedules yeah. this year for the Olympics. Uh, I mean, yeah, Fuji Rock's usually not at the end of August, and Summer Sonic usually happens, and it's not a weird, like, September thing where it's like, oh, Post Malone's the biggest, well, I guess he is, Post Malone's the biggest star in the world. But, yeah, but, like, do they just have to, is this the new normal, or are we just going to have two weird years in the Japanese live music industry that, like, when we look back on in 20 years, like, that was weird. Like, did we really live through that? (laughs) I think the bigger question also is, who's going to survive? Right? Like, Like, living, like, alive or still be working still be working right i mean hopefully hopefully all of us make it to the other side statistically very likely um but at home people stay at home stay at home people (laughs) that that increases and improves our chances don't go out yes yes stay at home don't go out watch all the concerts that japan is providing you for free including Follow the Lantis Live channel. They have been streaming concerts like crazy. Um, but yeah, I feel like companies are going to be contracting. Like a lot of the small independent labels that I follow, I just don't see them surviving this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think you're going to see a handful of, I would even say like noteworthy clubs and live houses, probably a few are going to go under just because if this goes on for, let's say two months, even, I mean, that's going to hurt a lot of business. So yeah, you're going to see that happen. Um, I'm fascinated by artists that are debuting right now, how they're going to navigate this. Mm. Um, Not just your J01s who kind of are, you know, they they kind of have a a benefit from the start being from a TV show and big but there's just like there's so many bands that are like coming out now with their major label debuts but all of their live shows mm-hmm. to promote it are being canceled or even look at the artists who are supposed to go to south by southwest this year which would have been a big promotional step up for them i mean that's gone and it's just like so how are you going to navigate this like like is it i feasible? can tell you like every eventer i knew was going to go to south by southwest Oh, really? Uh, yeah. South by Southwest and Coachella, like, every eventer was like, hmm, I'm seriously considering both now. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, Coachella has, like, three Japanese artists, and I've always wanted to check out the Japan Corner for a South by Southwest. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for <laughs> like South by Southwest. anime nerds wanted Dang. to go to South by Southwest, and I was like, okay. <laughs> that Hatsune Miku magic. I'm just thrilled. They wanted to go to Ella and like hang out with James Charles and his assless chaps. That would <laughs> no, have been but I think it was actually a Haru memory that was bringing them out. They were like, I could see Hatsune Miku all the time, but who is this other chick? That's fascinating. 
Another early adapter to the live streams, by the way. Shout out Harune Muri. Yeah, because we were supposed to see her. Um, we were supposed to go see her at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, and then, like, obviously that didn't happen. And the funniest thing is I remember saying to Hannah when she first announced um, that she was coming here, being just like, well, I don't know, because, like, that's supposed to be the same day I'm supposed to leave to go to Japan. Obviously, none of it happened. <laughs> That was a lifetime ago. That None of it was like yeah, so was long like, ago, but that was only two months ago. It was like January. It was like yeah, Jan- yeah, like January because she announced it, and I think in January, like a couple weeks before my birthday, and I was like, "Well, I'm supposed to go see Cherry Blossoms, but she's also going to be like the day I'm leaving. I don't know. I have to see." And I was just like, "Okay, well, maybe I'll just go in May." And it's just like, so I had like, oh, I was like, I figured out how to go see. Ayu, Saro, and Daichi Miura all in the same week. And I was like, oh, they're also having like Rapungi Art Night. And then there's like a few other things that are happening. And I was like, yeah, May will be a good time. And it's like, nope, no. that's not that. <laughs> not anymore. Erase that. <laughs> it's really funny because the Aventure chat that I'm part of has now been. Let me read to you the exact name of this. It's called COVID 19 Panic Matsuri. Before it was called, like, will AX survive? <laughs> oh, wow, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> will it? And in fact, AX will not survive. I'm yeah. just saying. So, so that reminds me of an article that came out in the paper in, um, in the Japan Times yesterday, which I shared with Hannah, that basically covered that. Was that AX was just like, oh, yeah, we're still going to go ahead in July. July, definitely, yeah. In LA, yeah, we're definitely happening still. But, that like... Is- over the article i was i found fascinating because like even though i don't really deal with um anime and anime expos last year i did go to OdaQuest live and that was a an adjacent piece to ax mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah but like from an international perspective like they said that two-thirds of they expect like a third of anime conventions to basically like no longer exist because of this yeah i fully fully agree with that that one-third to two-thirds number because every single one of them like i know a couple of them i go to a lot and first off a lot of them are terribly mismanaged and second of all a lot of them are like chica idol groups they have no profit margin (laughs) whatsoever to speak of there's a reason why they're all run by volunteers um, a ton of them can't afford anything. And the ones that do survive and will show up later this year, everyone is expecting to not have a single Japanese guest because the Department of Immigration Services is completely shut down right now. They are not processing any non-essential visas, also known as they are not processing entertainment visas for the time being. Which means, because an entertainment visa takes so long, like, a lot of them are just not going to have the attendance anymore that they really need in order to survive, even as late as March of next year. And they were saying, too, just, like, the fan artists and, like, the cosplayers, like, basically, they may just say, well, you know what, that was cute, but I gotta go do something else now. Because it's just, like, there's no like American cosplayers don't make money at conventions. Um, 
a lot of them at best will just get a comp ticket. But in Japan and in South Korea and in China, cosplayers are like paid and paid pretty well. And so, well, pretty well as compared to like the zero that is the US cosplayer norm. But I would say like a lot of them, particularly the cosplayers are probably going to go out of business because their their motto is a lot more chica idol like and so they're just not they're not going to be able to afford their bills anymore yeah it's a it's a sad situation but um apparently anime expo and otakon were just like yeah july yeah we're still going ahead and you were just like, no, because their venues are now field hospitals. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, good luck with that. I mean, every single major convention center as of right now in the United States um, is literally going to be a field hospital now. And so I would say, like, all of them are definitely not going to be ready at least by August. And most of the experts that I follow and have talked to, because I'm like a budgeting person in my normal day-to-day life, um, I have to talk to like some of these experts in order to do my budgets for the rest of the year. A lot of them are like, oh yeah, like everyone's prepared for a second wave. And I'm like, no one's going to survive a second wave. Mm. Like, the first wave was bad enough. How are we going to survive a second one? <laughs> and that's supposed to be, like, when, like, September, October, they were saying? Or maybe just, like... Yeah, they said September, September, October. Basically, the... It basically never ends until we, like, find a vaccine or something, right? Yeah, that's, that's literally what... Yeah, they're they're all just like, hey, um, we're we're not gonna we're not going to have any letdowns until we have a vaccine. And I'm like, that takes eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, like I I like I don't agree with Trump, but like. The thing he keeps on saying, I'm just like, eventually people are going to be just like, you know what? If I get it, I get it. Like, because you can't just, if people are going to risk between like not having food to eat and not having a home and just like yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't keep people in their house for like two, three, four, five months on end with no light in the tunnel. People are going to just like start rebelling and basically just be like, you know what? If I get it, I get it. But like, what is sitting in my house that's going to be foreclosed on with no food? I'm sitting here eating mayonnaise sandwiches in a house with an eviction notice on the front door. This is the the dystopian part of the podcast we've reached. <laughs> yeah, which like actually brings me to the question: um, a lot of Japanese entertainers are not actually paid that well, and no. it's the same problem <laughs> with Korea, like. A lot of them, they don't get paid anything and they just, they don't have money. So the question is, which one of them survive until the end of this? Like, 
BTS can survive, but is a tier two group in Korea going to be able to survive? Like, is Everglow going to be able to survive? Is A Pink going to be able to survive? Who knows? Well, right, and that, of course, you could carry over to J-pop with kind of the middle class yeah. of J-pop. You're sort of like, because, yeah, I'm sure, like, I don't know, Perfume's probably going to be fine, even though, you know, all their stuff has changed and canceled. But, like, go down a tier. Like, the new artists who are coming up who haven't necessarily had the breakthrough yet, a group like, I don't know, a Chomiko, who are kind of, like, gaining momentum, but that is about to be, like, the brakes are hitting really hard right now because what are you going to do except go on YouTube and live stream? Like, yeah. everything is just a big question mark. And I do think the one, like, this is kind of the optimistic way I've chosen to look at things is, like, now is a good time to experiment if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think the Japanese music industry actually deserves credit for both, like, one being one of the first industries to actually take action in canceling the majority of their shows before this got out of, like, too big a deal. I think that was really good in retrospect. We were two months ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember going to the... I was able to go to the last, the Perfumes Tokyo Dome show on oh, the yeah. 25th. The next day, everything cancels. That's the day Shinzo Abe said, like, recommends, quote-unquote, which is basically his way of saying, do this. Um, and yeah, everything canceled after that. And that was a really weird show, as you would imagine, where, like, all the... Between... What was it like? How was it weird? Well, mostly because, you like, the pre-show stuff, there was, there was a few ads and, like, promotional things, but the majority of it was just this, like, it was a still image of how to wash your hands... It was like a government flyer, basically, that was showing you the right way to wash your hands. And this is like like a six-step thing. And that was posted everywhere in Tokyo Dome. Um, there was extra... <laughs> yay. There was extra soap in the bathrooms. <laughs> Congrats. And there was just lots of hand sanitizer everywhere. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of just having that hovering over it, coupled with, as that show was unfolding... Um, there was a report, God, this feels like billions of years ago. Like there was a report that somebody who had attended a live show in Fukuoka, uh, earlier in February had tested positive for COVID-19 and the speculation online, it had come down between uh, a perfume show in Fukuoka and a Wanima show that were both on the same day. Right. Because somebody in Wanima got sick too, right? Did that? I might have missed that. It's possible. Yeah, one of the I, band I, members. I remember before all the major cancellations and before all like the mid tier bands immediately just went like we're canceling everything. The the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that one of the Wanamel members mm-hmm. actually tested positive, and people were like, "All right, this is enough." Right, and right. everything was canceled the next day. Well, right, that was definitely part of it, because it came out later that evening that it was the Wanima show, not the Perfume one. But before that, there was a lot of, like, I mean, this is mostly Twitter tension, so I don't know how real that is. But it was kind of like, oh, did Perfume do this? <laughs> or, and, like, you're at a show, and you're just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this now. <laughs> like, surrounded by 40,000 other people. But <laughs> I remember that... I remember before you went, I was on, we were messaging each other. You were just like, am I about to enter the Thunderdome? 
Am I about to the Thunderdome? Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> I got out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, looking back on it, it's a bizarre thing, given what has happened since. Like, but yeah, no, like, that was a weird show, as you would imagine. And just everything stopping the next day, uh, give or take a, a Tokyo Jihen show the following weekend. Oh, like, God. Which, in retrospect, not the best look, but at least they had thermometers. I'm reminded now of a tweet by a Brazilian fan when they announced the Tokyo Olympics were being postponed. And it was the picture of Ringo with the gun to her head. And like the audio was her just like screaming. (laughs) And I was just like, that probably is what she's feeling right now. So just like my moment, or as like dead grandma would say, like, I have to put off retirement for another year. Ah, because he's like convinced she's retiring after this this is this is her arashi moment (laughs) oh god (laughs) i do have to say though like it is very interesting to think about like all of the things that have changed but the most fascinating thing is how quickly people have started to just, like, release the floodgates on everything they've ever wanted to do. Like, as soon as all the idol groups said, we're going on hiatus, you guys don't have any more handshake events, do whatever the hell you want, like, what happened was that immediately afterwards, you had some of the craziest things come out the door. Like, the other day, one of the girls who has graduated from Nogizaka was literally doing what was called a virtual beer drinking event where you would pay a ticket to drink a beer with this girl, but online. <laughs> like on Zoom or like? Yeah, just on some, Zoom. Okay. It was just like a Zoom thing where you, they, it's like the, the Nomikais over Zoom where you would just drink together. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do this, but I didn't know any girls who would be willing. <laughs> Huh. Turns out uh, all those uh, don't date rules uh, don't actually uh, matter in a pandemic. <laughs> Turns Definitely out they're just a construct. Like, they don't even matter in general. Sashi <laughs> yeah, Winning has, has proven that a long time ago. What is that? Almost 10 years ago now, right? Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Society is an illusion. <laughs> yeah. Am I real if my eyes aren't real? <laughs> but yeah, you guys I feel... something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to ask you guys something about um, something that was announced before the whole, before everything went to shit. Like, there was, like, things that happened in March before things went to shit. And, like, one of the things that happened was that um, I found really funny is that Arashi was announced to have the best-selling album in the world last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I found it particularly funny that the BTS fans got so heated because they were just like, who are they? (laughs) God, what an interaction that must have been. (laughs) And then some Arashi fans saying just, I saw some Arashi fans saying just like, the biggest boy group in the world. (laughs) And then the BTS fans being just like, no, we are, and it's just like Screams. obviously not. Screams. 
I mean, there are so many ways that those numbers are butchered. And, like, Arashi. Oh, Arashi. I feel like last year, their digital numbers should would speak for themselves. But then, like, some other people were jumping on the whole thing, saying just, like, wait, why are their numbers counted, but the numbers from Namie's best album are nowhere to be seen? Exactly. <laughs> What's the deal with, like, the, the IFPI? Like, what do they count? What do they not count? It was just very confusing to people. Right, yeah. It's, again, a series of question marks that we're just like, what, how does any of this work? <laughs> I guess I guess Arashi has the best-selling album in the world if this organization said so. <laughs> but yeah, it's. it's just... I'm just trying to imagine the sort of like online flame war between Arashi fans and BTS fans, and like my skeleton I, I, is dissolving. I, it, it, Like a lot of the BTS fans just didn't even care. <laughs> well, that's the right attitude. That's like they should. They didn't not. care. I saw a lot that cared. Well, I follow the... a lot of like the Reddit discords and the Reddit threads. So the largest communities for BTS, right? And nobody was talking about it. It was very Maybe it was silent. Just more... I think it depends on what side of the Twitter spectrum you were on. I was just under the comments after someone like showed it to me. I was just like looking at the comments underneath like everything IFPI was posting. And it was basically yeah. just like for every one Arashi fan, there were like 10 BTS fans and then like eight Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> who were just like, because Taylor Swift was the person between Taylor Swift was number two and Arashi was number one and BTS was number three. So it was basically just like eight Taylor Swift fans and then 10 BTS fans and then like one Arashi fan. Like that basically like as far as like the proportions go and all of them just being just like, who is Arashi and how did they beat Taylor? How did they beat BTS? A lot of the BTS fans that I feel like I interact with, particularly... It's not even just my interactions, but, like, the, the posts on Reddit and on Discord were primarily just, like, oh, they're the biggest selling K-pop idol group. And that was it. They didn't talk about boy bands. They didn't talk about idol groups. Because I feel like there's just this distinct thinking that, like, J-pop has J-pop sales tactics and K-pop has K-pop sales tactics and the two don't coincide, like, ever. Hmm. Okay, so question. What did you guys, I know this month has been very just like hectic and everything, but like what did you guys actually like this month as far as like what came out? I would say I have like, I've never had a month that has been this like innovation active like whether it's the fact that i just realized thanks had a memory for this but like the fact that you can donate like on twitch on like a youtube live stream mm. i never even realized that was a thing until i saw it or like 
watching like Love Live Idol concerts from like two years ago and being able to comment on it with like 500,000 other people at the same time, like that is really cool. So being able to do that was actually really fascinating. Also, Animal Crossing is great. Everyone should get it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I would have a similar feeling as Hannah does in terms of like, I've been like just, especially on the weekends, there's just way more like music live streams, whether it's from established Japanese artists or non-Japanese artists for that matter, but also lots of just like, I don't know, independent creators are just, just the only thing they can do now is put putting on live streams of their events. And like, I've, it, for me, it feels very like 2012, 2013, like, because I remember that was a huge thing back then, but like, it's still so fun. I've just been like reminded constantly of this is so cheesy, but like it's the community that really makes all yeah. this. Oh yeah. So the there was one a, thing that you yeah, definitely I, miss. <laughs> you know, I'm just I have a I question. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. That actually you said like it reminded me. Were you living in Japan during 311? Yes, I was. So how does now compare to then, would you say? Ooh that's a very good question it's very similar and i mean i'll preface it by saying i didn't live in tokyo at the time of 311 i was on the other side i was in osaka so i didn't have to deal with any of the actual like scariness it was just the uncertainty of it um it's i mean in terms of music specifically to start i mean this is definitely like the closest analog to that in the sense that i mean mm, Sort of everything closed right after, and sort of the fate of sort of live houses and live music is like totally undetermined. And that was the same after 311. The difference though is like at some point, like a month and a half after, people were like, okay, we can definitely start things up now. This is a total like nobody knows what's going to happen. Like even tomorrow, the entire situation could change. Like, like nobody really has a timetable on this whereas 311 there was kind of a idea of how life can slowly come back to normal whereas this is just this situation in japan changes like hourly honestly so yeah i know is it again music shows will be the solution because someone said this to me the other day they were just like why is it whenever something bad happens they decide to have a music show on tv like that's gonna make things better and i was like i didn't think of that but it's true is that why they had um yoshi on the last music station maybe (laughs) maybe to heal a nation they had like they had They had the um. They had like a, the special emergency FNS, like <laughs> last month. Oh right, yeah, they did. And then you know, just, they were like, let's have let's like a let's start a new CDTV. It'll be a live version of CDTV though, where it's like a full on music show. It'll be a four hour special or three hour special. Like they had that, and then they had the music station three hour special where they were having social distancing on the show, which actually was like I thought really funny. But it's <laughs> just like. All these things are happening and like, oh, there's an earthquake and a tsunami and a nuclear meltdown. Let's have a music show. Oh, there's like this virus going around. Let's have a music show. Like, I don't what I don't get the thought behind that, but 
I get the sense, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a we are the world kind of thing where it's like, let's use yeah. music to lift up spirits. The one interesting. Which also works, right? It works. Sometimes, give or take a <laughs> celebrities covering Imagine on Instagram. I was thinking of it. <laughs> I was like, I'd, ra- I'd rather take Gen's song than like Gal Gadot singing Imagine with like random people. Oh my god, that was the worst. Thankfully, the Japanese entertainment industry hasn't reached that point yet, but give it time. Ishoni. <laughs> Let's that all sing together it. to heal, to heal, folks. Did everyone see Pico Taro's new updated PPAP? It's very important. Oh my god, I saw that I on your saw Twitter. That? I was just like, ugh. Like, but I was it. too yeah. enamored with like the the uh, the band dream. Like, oh, here are every single one of our songs where the chorus is twenty second long, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what did I like this month? Well, at the beginning of the month, I got my copy of um Neo Japanism. That was nice. Oh, shout out, Marxy. Yeah, I looked through that. I mean, like, I mean, like, I said I looked through it. Like, I got it and I looked through. It, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then, like, I sat it down. And then, like, I've been reading it, seeing as how like I have nothing better to do <laughs> because I have a tendency to buy books and then like thumb through them and say, I'll read this someday. I just really wanted to get it, so you know, just in case. Now is just in case. So I've been reading that. It's um, I really like it. It's very informative. Very just like. If I'm ever unbanned from the country again, maybe I can go to some of the places that are mentioned in there because, you know, we're banned from entering. <laughs> 2021. I, I don't know how, like someone on Twitter said, last week you were just like, the entire role can come here. This week, you 73 countries, you guys can't touch our land at all. Yeah, stay out, buddy. So, yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe June. Like, Chris Hart told me I can come in June. <laughs> It's a funny it's a funny story because like this um this one girl I know um Imani she's um she's a singer and she lives in Tokyo and she was doing a live stream with Chris Hart and they were just like talking about things and I was just like hey and she's like oh hey Ronald you're here and then like I was just like so should I not come in May and then he was just like maybe June is better and I was just like what does he is- know what does Chris Hart know that I don't know it's maybe part of that. he knows. <laughs> maybe he knows but i was just like i was like oh wow it's like chris hart he like had those songs and like they were like digital hits and you sang with seiko and kohaku and now you're telling me like to not come to japan okay that's that's like a little funny tidbit i can come put in the back of my head along with the fact that i have um the photo book the leslie key photo book that ruined Ayu's marriage to her first husband. I have that book signed by her first husband. He wrote it out to me. Happy holidays, Ronald. So it's just like another little what? like random tidbit in the back of my... Yes. yes. Yeah, this should so have been the, the lead-off to the podcast, actually. So yeah. Re- I've read this book for years. So, like, yeah. So, Ayumi Hamasaki, she was married to Manuel Schwartz, the guy she met in LA. And then, so, basically... Their marriage was, like, speculated to be on the rocks. Like, people were just like, what's going on there? She's in Japan. Actually, it was right after 311. Because she was just like, I need to go back to Japan. Japan needs me in this time of crisis. And 
okay, sure. Um, so she so she left her husband in LA. And then I was just like on eBay one day, like looking for stuff. And I saw someone was selling some, it was suggested to me that like, oh, you like photo books. Look at these Leslie Key photo books. And I was just like, the person selling this is, their username is Manuel Schwartz. They're selling his photo book. I think Ayu's husband is selling his photo books on eBay. So I bought the book and he was just like, if you want me to personalize it for you, I can. I was like, please do. (laughs) And I have the book and it says, happy holidays, Ronald. And it was like signed like Manny or something. And I was just like, and then it came out that IU was not happy that Leslie Key shot that book of her husband. She was just like, I don't like my husband being half naked in photo books shot by my best friend. It's not my thing. And so that book was seen as like a reason why they got divorced. And I have the book signed, personalized by the husband. So it's just like little, like little random Ronald facts. You should end every podcast with Ronald facts. They're amazing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But, um, oh, going back to what I liked, Neo-Japanism. Yeah, I'm reading that. So hopefully I'll be allowed to like, you know, go back to the country. Like, at first, it was going to be, like, supposed to be... I, I wanted to go to the Emperor Parade, if you remember that, Patrick. I remember asking you oh, about that, like, last God, November. yeah. Another years ago feeling thing. But, yes. The Emperor Parade, you're like, no, I wouldn't go to that. Yeah, I and I was just that. like, Cherry Blossoms. I was just like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll go to that. And it was just like, maybe I'll go see... Maybe I'll just go in May, and now it's become, like, maybe June. Maybe, who knows? I may just go next year for Cherry Blossoms. Who knows? May 2021. oh gee but um i liked the new ken irai and aimyeon song that was so good which um what is it called kaibutsu-san yeah i like that it was cute it was produced by tomiyo who works a lot with um tokia sako so mm-hmm. I was like promoting everyone saying just like if you like this song, go listen to her. She's probably like one of the best female solos out right now. All you people looking for new female solos, go listen to her. She's actually good. That was my little bit on Twitter. But like, yeah, I really like the song. And I was just like, it took it took Ken to make I'm Yon actually interesting. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna get shot someday. Which like, her two stance someone... on Twitter, her two stance on Twitter were not happy about that, but um but her two stands on Twitter are also rabid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the difference. Her two stands on Twitter will do something. <laughs> it's Ronald's playing with fire with those two stands. <laughs> and then something I've been listening to recently this month that came back in March that came out was um the new... Um, the Yanoto Agatsuma album that came out, Asteroid and Butterfly. Yes. Which is, um, of course, I was going to listen to it because, like, it's a Kiko Yano. You interviewed her for the Japan Times, Patrick, didn't you? Yeah, over uh, a Skype uh, connection. So, from a downtown Tokyo office, surrounded by a room full of people staring at Skype, trying to make it work. Oh, gee. Which I was trying to make it work on my computer today, but once again, I'm doing the podcast on my phone. Um, 
I got to sit in a park with her. I, we, I, sat inter- I interviewed her in Central Park. And he sat on a bench, and it was nice. And like That is so be- a nice pre-plague uh, New York memory. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The time Japan before day. the virus. Japan Day, which has been canceled, obviously, which would have taken mm-hmm. place a month next month. Yeah, it was like Japan Day, I want to say 2015. Like I sat on a park bench for a couple minutes and talked to her. And so, yeah, I've been listening to that because, like, it's nice. It's very calming, mm. like, which everyone needs right now is to be calm at times. And it's just a nice blend of just, like, traditional and electronic. It's very soothing. That's the main point is that it's very soothing. And it's just good to be soothed sometimes. I put it on and just, like, lay in bed and like that image i sent you yesterday sometimes you just have to laugh oh my god i keep coughing sorry i do not have it <laughs> um, oh no you yeah. know you know what the next question is going to be <laughs> what do you have what? it i don't have it i don't have it i mean like even if i did have it i have a very mild i have to actually i've had this <laughs> cough the entire time i've been on self-isolation so i've had this cough for maybe about a month, three weeks. Oh, that's a long time. I think the Blasio is going to be knocking on your door after hearing this. It, it so. only comes from. It only comes like from time to time. But I'm just like, if I've had the same little cough for like about three weeks now, and like I have not developed a fever or any other symptoms, I think I'm good. Or who knows? Yeah, maybe you're I do, safe. Maybe, maybe I do have it. Maybe I just have a very strong immune system. I rarely get sick. Yeah, that's Who true. Knows? You should sign up for that like blood study or whatever. I can't. My Wait, blood no, can't you taken. can still you can still sign up for blood studies. You just can't donate. Mm. That's the main difference. Okay. Yeah, I remember like people saying this like, well, if you're gay and you survive the virus, like that's cool because we can't do shit with your blood. But apparently they can, you're saying. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'm just going to go ahead with, I don't have it because I've had this cough for three weeks and nothing else has developed because you coughed the other day too. And I was just like, are you okay? You're like, I've had this cough for two weeks. I'm fine. We have COVID. That's totally fine. (laughs) The staff of Arama is united by having COVID-19. Oh my United God. under and through coronavirus. <laughs> but um, this month, is, it's felt like the longest month of my life. I'm currently, I'm currently, this is day 21 in isolation. And um, I've only left my house twice in the past since then, those two times. And both times it was to go get $2 tacos and kinder bueno bars and yeah that is my life now were they good How tacos the we, yeah, yeah they were good I'm... okay as long as it was worth it two dollar <laughs> <laughs> tacos and kinder bueno bars and i just sit there and yeah i just walk around down the street and get the tacos and then that and yeah that's my extent of being outside 
This is my little peek into what New York is like. This is your little peek into what your life is going to be like in like two weeks. Two days. <laughs> How can you yeah. it? He said, right? Because you said you haven't taken a train like in two weeks, right? Yeah, no, I haven't. I mean, it's in the end, it turns out a freelance writing life matches, matches up quite well with self-isolation. So, yeah, I haven't been on a train in two weeks, though that might, depending what happens, I actually have to do an interview in two days and they won't reschedule to Skype or anything. So uh, um, I'm currently preparing <laughs> a uh, series of... So, yeah, this might be the last time you hear from me, but... Yeah, no, but in general, I haven't really left the house in two weeks just to go grocery shopping and take very small walks on uncrowded back streets. Um, but yeah, so I've already been kind of, you know, solidarity with everyone, just staying at home. Watching just those remember, live streams. N95 mask is only good so long as it's fitted. <laughs> Noted. I don't have to worry, I'm getting my Abe mask, so I'm set. All right. Wait, didn't they switch those to like plastic masks or something? I think it's still cloth. It's like a reusable cloth. Wow. <laughs> so, how was the reaction to that? I only saw like all the memes online. I mean, that's pretty much the reaction. <laughs> it was just memes, but um, I mean, in general, it's a hoka oh, boy. Here we go from uh, the worlds of music to politics. I mean, yeah, in general, <laughs> people were kind of... It's not so much... Like, I think people would happily take masks. Like, because there is a big mask shortage here. That's the one thing you really can't find in stores right now. Oh. Uh, but I think it's the fact that Abe, that's the one thing he announced on TV. Slash, that's the one thing that was really broadcast to lots of people. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't look good because like they should be providing more support and in reality they are the government actually is like they're giving tons of masks to hospitals and actual professionals first and they're sort of going to give money to people who have been affected economically by all this but because Abe is terrible at being a figurehead um like yeah he just announces the mask part and everyone's like we're just getting masks so like it's just yeah looks no good for him and people were just angry that he's yeah really bad at being a leader <laughs> well i, I do have to say oh go ahead go ahead if you can get your hands on some avagon send it over okay okay like as I'll soon try. as they start getting it just like pack it up and just send me some just in case <laughs> wait isn't all mail out of japan like shut down now though i, I don't think so, so. yeah maybe Is it's it? starting soon yeah, because all the anime fans were crying about, like, not having Sal mail and EMS That's mail. Available. No. So I actually went, I was looking, okay, this is going to sound really bad. I was looking at buying a three-foot-long Yukio Mishima poster the other day. Oh, you've on... really, really gone down oh, some rabbit holes here. Okay, because here's the thing, here's the thing. Um, this one photographer I really like from like the 60s and 70s named Tomatsu Yato. Um, basically, he took pictures of bodybuilders. That was his big thing. And like pretty much like his photographs have gone and informed pretty much the aesthetics of gay men in Japan, which have like gone and like it's gone from him to basically just kind of just like taking these photographs back then to 
going and informing just like the kind of like anime that is like not anime but the manga that's kind of like made for gay men and then also like the whole aesthetic of the men themselves like from the 60s to like now there's like a clear line so basically he was friends with Mishima and then Mishima's just like I'm hot now I went to the gym take my picture and then so he did and so this one bookstore I was looking at when I was there last 2018 they had like the giant three foot tall Tomatsu Yato poster and I was just like oh okay and then I was on Yahoo Auctions Japan just like looking at stuff because you know I have nothing but time now and I <laughs> found the poster and I was just like it wasn't in the best condition so I decided not to get it but I was just like mm-hmm. oh. and then they have buy yeah. you which basically means like you can like send something they were like EMS is still available huh. so I know that so EMS, EMS is, is to- only available for like a couple more days or something and i think the announcement is that they're going to shut down some forms of mail service between the two countries with the intention of shutting down everything but essential mail Mm. for the time being so yeah if you want to send something send it now (laughs) yeah act fast act fast but what is essential mail that's a great question (laughs) I have no like, idea. Like, I'm pretty sure someone's, like, anime or whatever that they want, that's essential to them. It's kind of just like, well, you know, uh, no, I'm stuck in my we're, house. We're very aware that we are not essential by anyone's standard. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're the first thing on the cancellation block. <laughs> Except Anime Expo. They're like... about it Because, like, I was trying to order a book from South Korea. And the service I was using, they were just like, sorry, we cannot get this book for you. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, because not- all, all mail has been shut down. Like, basically, mail is just not considered that essential anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, just email it. You can't email a book. <laughs> That's what you think. Give it time, Ronald. No. Give it time. Your email box it's is going to be like, full of Mishima, like, snapshots. And you're just going to be like, ah, oh, this is the future. It's just this like... The future. It's like, literally, like, I'm just sitting in my house, like, sending off, a, sending off, like, a couple emails and making, like, two phone calls a day. And then it's just like, the rest of the time I have to myself. And it's kind of just like, if I can't indulge my hobbies, then how else am I going to stay sane? Uh, start playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's the final message here. Is well, everyone? Well, apparently all the switches are sold out. Yeah, but your brother yeah, has like yeah. eighty of them, right? He just yeah. was preparing yeah. for this moment. And didn't like Animal Crossing sell like one point three million in Japan, like in the first like three days or something? Yes, yeah, so they haven't even accurate. finished tabulating all the international sales. It's like one point six million, and literally, it has become a very, very big problem because there was already a shortage of switches in the United States and the Animal Crossing situation has actually made it even worse. So now, actually, Patrick, if you want to make money, send a I bunch do. of switches to Ronald That's not right essential. now. Oh, that would be, okay. 
Oh my god, yeah. I can get a switch and I can like go and like upcharge people. Yeah, because they're selling for like four hundred and thirty dollars now. That's true. You could make some bank here. You could too. I'll cut you in on the switch. (laughs) Wow. See you later. Freelance music writing. I'm a black market (laughs) video game seller. (laughs) Uh, Got your Xbox. Got your Xbox. That's the future for all of us. We thought the future is just going to be. We thought the future was just going to be like Inca singers singing an AI, and now it's just like sitting in our houses selling switches. Yeah, that was oh a much God, better 2020 future. Has to has to stop. It started with like freaking AI Misura Hibari, and it's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> and it's only April, so no. Is it <laughs> April? Like. We even need to have months and days now. We're not doing anything. We're literally just like sitting in our houses. Wow, the concept of time is finished. It has been spoken on no this pod. Time. It's kind of just like I just like send the emails when I need to send them, and then I just like answer the phone when it rings, and I'm just like, okay, okay, <laughs> and I just go back to sleep because like I like. I woke up at four o'clock this afternoon. Because there's nothing to else like, to do. I went to sleep at eight a.m. after I posted the Ishoni article. <laughs> sleep is my reward for this. <laughs> <laughs> after listening to so many different people say Ishoni, like, oh my god. You're like, give let's switch so that we can see each other again. But I find it like, I'm just like, has he done more to unite the people than Abe has? Yes. Well, that's a low, pretty low standard. So, and I, mean, I was I like, honestly, where is. Go ahead. I mean, if we're, if we're going through that, I mean, people like Naomi Watanabe really actually have done a great job of promoting this in a way that's, like, really gotten a fair amount of people talking. More so than, like, I mean, definitely Ave. Ave is always going to be a divisive figure, but, yeah, like, entertainers have actually been surprisingly really good about this so far. And, like, in a way where it doesn't cross over into that obnoxious, like, like, I don't need... I'm just trying to imagine what the worst case scenario would be. It'd be like, I don't know, a member of Cartoon, like, giving me, like, oh, I know what it'd be. It would be Asuka of Chaga and Asuka trying to sell me a machine he made that apparently kills uh-huh. COVID-19, but he can't see it. He needs money first. Get it from that pastor in Florida who has it installed in his churches so that he can't, so he can use his services. There might be a patent issue coming up between those two. <laughs> Because the guy in Orlando was like, I don't need to close my church. I have a machine which I have a kills machine. the virus in the Maybe church. He bought it. Maybe he just bought it kills from the Oscar. virus. <laughs> you just got to give Oscar um, money and he's going to fix this. Come on, guys. Is Can he we... the one that, like, is he the one or the other one that was on drugs? Okay, no, it was which Oscar. He was the one that was on drugs. Yeah, Oscar's the one who's not not the best uh, decade. So Let's just put it like that. So he's also the one that beat up the the male masseuse and yeah. tried to get fresh with him. Apparently, I just said fresh. I was like I'm fifty. 
It's okay. We've all aged a lot in the past month, so. <laughs> this month has been the longest decade of my life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hashtag this isolation. Year, this year, it was just like, oh, Tokyo GN got together. Oh, IU had a baby. Oh, Nishino Kana's pregnant. Oh, Carrie and and Hatsune Miku performing at 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 um at Coachella. Oh, we're about to have World War Three with Iran. Oh, Australia caught on fire. Oh, um, there's this virus that's taken over the world. <laughs> Period. This has been a, this has been a very <laughs> long year. Yeah. We're not even a third of the way there yet. <laughs> We're a quarter. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, this is like a nice little quarterly wrap up. <laughs> yeah. So how that's has it. this first quarter of 2020 been for you guys? I thought it was great. I thought <laughs> everything was fine until this month. But you know what? Something I realized personally, Hannah, do you remember what I was supposed to do for my birthday this year? Weren't you supposed to go to Japan? I was supposed to go to Italy for my birthday. Oh, right. Oh, wow. I, I was supposed to go to Italy. Like, me and, like, my mother and my grandmother and some of my cousins were supposed to go to Italy, like, at the end of January for, my, for me and my grandmother's birthday. Because we're, we're, like, I'm the 22nd of January. She's the 23rd of January. We were supposed to go to, we were supposed to, go to Italy on a family trip. And I was just like, well, when then Venice flooded, that canceled that back in November. But I was just like, if we had actually gone, we would have been in Italy, like, right around the time that they started shutting down different villages in the north. Mm-hmm. Was it oh, that man. early? I thought was that was in February. Yeah, we were going to go at the end of January, beginning of February. But they had started shutting things down already at the end of January, I believe. Like certain, there was like twelve villages they shut down or something. Then they expanded it to the whole north. Then they did the whole country. Ah, right, right, right. It's always a month long process. Yeah. Wow, I think you're cursed this year. No, I don't think so. This is like Milan <laughs> and his various adventures trying to like see SNH forty eight. Because every time he tries to go see them in person, some act of God prevents him from doing so. So, like, the first time around, there was a typhoon in Japan when SNH was supposed to perform in Tokyo. Oh, I remember that. And the second that. time around, yeah! So, they were supposed to have, like, this big performance. And then he wasn't able to see them, even though he was planning on cutting class. And now, now it's like COVID-19 basically kills his ability to go and see and see SNH in China itself. So that's like, that's like Ronald's adventures of this year and foreign travel. (laughs) (sighs) Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, because I have miles of ANA, because I was just like, oh, if you hit 40,000, you get a free trip. So (laughs) who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But then they were just like, well, if you hit like, 24,000 you can upgrade from economy to business and I was just like 
do them having a family account, I'm at 22,000 right now. So maybe I'll just upgrade to business. Maybe. But oh my God, it was $515 to go from DC to Tokyo and ANA nonstop. $515. I was just like, but funny enough, it was just like, if you leave from New York, it's still $1,650. I'm like, just find a way to get to DC. Just, just go to DC. Just isn't there a train that goes there? Isn't that cheap? I have no idea. Yeah, I've never done this. You can do a train or a bus because, like, because it's like if you fly out of Philadelphia, like for me to get to Philadelphia Airport is maybe just like I think like an hour versus just like because I have like I within like an hour range of me, I have like depending on traffic, I have. Philadelphia, JFK, and Newark, and LaGuardia, which I never count LaGuardia as a horrible airport. Um, they're all within like an hour or so of me. So it's kind of like, hmm. I looked at it, I was like, I could just fly to Philadelphia, just go to Philadelphia, fly to Philadelphia, connect in DC, and then go straight from DC to there, and it's $515 for everything round trip on ANA. Now but- it's going to be even cheaper. That's true. But you're ba- I'm banned. Everyone's banned. It's like just don't- for now. Wait till I don't know, December, January. Yeah, you know, you'll be able to come back. <laughs> um second Someday. wave. Remember the second wave that's be happening? Yeah, it'll be like third wave by then. It'll be like okay, by then it'll we'll be normal. have herd immunity by that point, one way or another. Patrick, just find, just get the Avagon when they start like selling in the store. Just like get a bunch and just like send it. So any any Arama listeners out there who uh, who need some of their own, uh, yeah, you can find me on the dark web. Uh, you know where <laughs> selling Avagon yeah. and switches. Yeah, Avagon and uh, uh, what else? I'm trying to think of like what singles are out. I don't know. You need some anime? I'll hook you up. You need Animal Crossing? <laughs> Maybe. Tuberculosis. I can't say this word. Tuberculosis vaccines. Apparently, they work too. Okay, so I need to have a real robust marketplace, is what you're saying. You better you have your every- Bitcoin wallet up and ready. My Bitcoin wallet. Oh no, my crypto, crypto buzzing. The main but- reason why Yoshimoto Zaka exists in the first place. Oh, there's so many, so many old world things to reflect on. But I do think things will get better. I mean, like, I don't know why I'm listening to him, but Trump said this is be the worst week. So I can, after this week, I think things will get better. I mean, like, Trump said this is the worst week coming. So I don't know why I'm listening to him when he, like, for a fact, hates the area where we live and is basically saying just like, just die. You didn't vote for me. But, um, yeah. A, a message of hope from Ronald, everyone, to, to end today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> e <Shoney. laughs> Um. Yeah, I think that's going to be our theme. Actually, you know what? 
Gen is going to close Kohaku with that song. I'm calling it now. Ooh. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's a good. Ooh, that's good. That's a good call. Gen is going to close Kohaku Ishoni. Not, it's not even called Ishoni. What is it called? It's called, um, it's called, what is it called? I keep on calling it Ishoni, but it's not. Um, Uchide Ororo. Just call it Kohaku Anthem 2020 and you're good. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ishoni. I mean, like, literally, I'm just imagining just like, like Misha was with the pride flags last year. Again, with like the Ishoni, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. But then again, but then again, you know what else I'm calling it? Because Arashi's not retiring at the end of the year like they're supposed to because they got to do Olympics next year. That's true. That's very true. No hiatus for them. No hiatus for them. So Gen gets to go and do Ishoni, closing it down. Ninomiya's farewell honeymoon will be postponed by a year. Poor woman. Because that was another... One of the members of Arashi got married this year, remember? I don't remember anything from the past year. (laughs) He got married to like a freelancer journalist or something. That's a, mm. at the beginning of this year, and that was like a completely different decade. <laughs> yeah. It, Back it when feels, these things matter. I feel like I've lost all sense of time. Yeah. yeah like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter when I wake up, when I go to bed, I'm like pretty much it's just like I watch the news for a bit and then I just go on YouTube or Instagram or actually Twitter has been the main place I've been yeah but I do my my main my one main hope is that everyone is like safe and sound and doesn't get it and if they do get it that is very mild And that we can continue on that we don't have, like, the Great Depression 2, where they're estimating that, like, a third of the population here will be unemployed. Fabulous. Um, Yeah. On that note, thank you for listening. This basically became, this became kind of like a March wrap-up, but then also kind of just like us, like, kind of like talking about our current reality. And um, it in a way became kind of like a quarter year review for a moment. Any parting words, anybody? You know, stay safe. Stay safe, everyone. That's really the, yeah. the key. I mean, you have so much to watch on YouTube. Just, you show me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeez, Good night. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Take care, everyone. <laughs>